Dracula. I am Dracula. And I bid you welcome, Mr. Hart, to my heart. Come. Our first award goes to the vampires for most blood drained in a single evening. The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe in him. lovers the sun is going down and you know what that means it's time for me to record another episode of my podcast the beautiful dead as always i'm your host lena nazari go to lenanazari.com to find everything social media appearances ways to reach out to me all that stuff speaking of appearances monster mania is done boo sad but lots of fun Uh, The next one will be Nashville, and that's in December, and then New Orleans in January. And then I'm taking a break from appearances because I have a fourth book to write. So I want to be able to stay on top of the podcast and the YouTube channel and get that fourth book written. So something has to come off my table, and appearances is what I have chosen. So I'll take a break until May. That being said, if something crazy happens and I decide to add stuff or you want to see what I'm doing next year, go to my website and click on appearances and that's how you'll know. Uh, We had daylight savings, so now the nights are longer, which I am enjoying. Not a fan of the cold, but I definitely like the longer nights. Okay, so tonight's tea, uh, vampire tea, is Moonlight and Serenade. Um, There's link to Vampire Tea Company in the bio of the video and the podcast episode. Um, This one is lower in caffeine and it's sort of a lighter taste. I'm a big fan of it. And this one is a black tea with some flower petals, sunflower petals, cornflower petals, jasmine flower petals, and almond. It's very flowery. I like it. It's very feminine. It's a feminine tea. So Go check them out. All right. This is going to be a quick episode. Not because it was a bad movie or anything. There's just not too much to say about it. And you'll understand what I mean when I get into it. So we're talking about the boys from County Hell. I don't remember how I stumbled across this movie. Oh, if you're new to this podcast or this YouTube channel, massive spoiler alerts. I ruin everything. I tell you who hooks up with who, who falls in love with who, who breaks up with who, who dies, all that stuff. Spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen this, I apologize. I'm about to ruin it for you. If you're sticking with me, then obviously you understand. Okay, boys, boys from County Hell. Stumbled across it. Don't remember how. I threw it on my list. And then one day I was like, I'm going to go check that out. So I decided to watch it. And let me tell you, it is... You know what? Let's get into it. Let's do the summary, and then we're going to talk about the movie. 
Set in Six Mile Hill, a fictional backwater town whose only claim to fame is that Bram Stoker stayed there once and based Dracula on the local legend of Arbortok. When Arbortok is awakened after the calm over his carn, the carn, which for those of you who don't know is just a pile of rocks. The carn over his remains is demolished due to the preparation for a bypass already unpopular with the locals. The construction team that demolished the carn must set out to make it right. It's a very quick synopsis, but it very quickly describes um, the, the basic gist of the movie, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. So, vampiric references and crossovers. The bar in this little Irish town, if I didn't say it already, this is an Irish movie, is called The Stoker, which obviously is a reference to Bram Stoker. One of the characters reports that after reading Dracula, he now knows that vampires are not killed by the sunlight, that a German director made that up 20 years after the book. This is a reference to Murnau and Nosferatu. So for those of you who have never read Dracula, in Dracula, he is not destroyed by sunlight. It's not until Nosferatu came out in 1920 that that idea was even introduced. Um, okay, so trivia. So here's the thing. This movie is about Arbor Talk, and in it they talk about how Bram Stoker used this local legend as his inspiration for Dracula. Now here's the thing. Arbor Talk is a real Irish legend. I talked about it in Spooky Season. But here's the gist of the legend. He was a chieftain and he was not a nice guy. His people did not like him. His wife really didn't like him. And he was this jealous, horrible man. And so one night he's so convinced that his wife is cheating on him that he climbs outside of his bedroom to like scale the wall to peek into her bedroom and falls to his death. So they find him dead. They weren't too sad about it. They bury him. The next day he shows up in the, in the local hall and has a bowl and, and demands that people start filling this bowl with their blood so that he can drink it. So the people are like, oh my God, he's back and he's worse than ever. We got to get rid of this guy. So they go to the next clan over and find the chieftain and say, please help us come destroy this vampire. So he comes, he stakes him through the heart. Arbitak goes down the next day, rises again. And this happens over and over again. They bury him. He rises back up. So finally they go find this like local witch doctor or medicine man. And he goes, well, you're not doing enough. So you have to stake him through the heart, bury him upside down, and then pile stones on top of him. So if you Google this, you can go visit that site in Ireland. Now, I will tell you that reportedly, when you go visit this site and see those rocks, that you will be cursed. So it's up to you. If you go check it out, if you have checked it out, please let me know. I'd be so psyched to hear about it. Anywho, so that is the story of Arbor Talk. Now, let's break down the vampire and then we'll talk more at the end. Relationship to humans. The humans know of the vampire legend. However, no one believes it's true until they set him free. And then, of course, they know. Relationship to animals. This is never addressed. So this movie all happens in one night. 
It's very action packed. There's a lot happening. So um, there's not a lot of time for like a discussion or, or anything like that. It, it's very down and dirty, very quick. Appearance. So the lesser vamps look like humans with sharp teeth, but Arbortok is tall, very thin. I'll try and find a picture and post it on YouTube. He has brown leathery skin, long stringy white hair that's kind of patchy. He almost reminds me of like, like the Crypt Keeper. He's like mummified in appearance. Fangs. So the lesser vampires have all sharp teeth on top, like a shark's jaw. Arbutok, um has two long fangs on each side and then underneath for a total of four large fangs. And then everything in between is also sharp, but these two longer ones, they look like they're almost uh, um, retractable. Blood. So yes, the vampires need blood. This is something interesting that we have not seen in other movies. Arbortok has the power to pull blood to him. So if he's close by, he'll actually pull the blood like through your pores, through your openings, through wounds, through whatever and pull it towards him. So while he was trapped under this carn, any blood he would pull down through the ground to him. So he'd been feeding that whole time. I thought that was really an interesting twist I hadn't seen before. Food. We never see the vampires eat or drink once turned. Sunlight. Like I said, in the beginning, we only see Arbor talk at night and we only see the vampires he makes at night. So we think, okay, so when the sun starts to rise, you're like, oh, thank goodness the humans are saved. Nope, it doesn't affect him at all. So the lesser ones might burn in the sun, but we don't know because by the time the sun comes up, the lesser vamps have been destroyed and Arbatok is the only one left behind. But it was a great scene where the sun's rising behind him and the humans sort of look relieved and then you realize that it doesn't affect him at all and he just keeps going sleep. So this is never truly addressed. Now we know that he's been alive under that carn for hundreds of years. What we don't know is, was he sleeping? Was he do, do, does he need to sleep? We don't know that. Holy items. This is never addressed, but they frequently say in the beginning of the movie that everything in Dracula is utter BS. So that makes me think that the holy item thing also doesn't apply to vampires in this world rules. So the only real rule that we seem to, to know for sure is that the vampires have to be trapped under piles of rocks to stay down. It doesn't seem like they need to be invited in. They don't need to sleep in the soil of their homeland. Uh, I have no idea if they cast reflections. None of that is addressed, but we know for sure that to really keep these vampires down, you got to get them into a coffin, into the ground, into something, and then pile rocks on top powers. They're very fast and very strong. So pretty standard vampire stuff that we're used to. Arbatok is beheaded and then comes back with head intact. Now, I don't know if he regrew his head or he picked it up and just like plopped it on his neck and it refused. Either way, that is a very handy power. And then, like I said, he can pull blood out of you and to him. How are they made? I love when a vampire movie explains things for me. And this one does this. So in this world, Arbatok's virus 
is not spread through a bite. It's actually in the stones that were on top of him. So if somebody is scratched by one of those stones or you scratch somebody with that stone, then they get Arbitox virus and become vampires. Interesting. Um, as far as heartbeat and breathing. So they referred to, to one of their friends as being stone dead and then later he rises. So that makes me think no heartbeat, no breathing. So that makes me think they fully die and then they rise as a vampire. I don't know for sure, but I'm going to go with that one. Oh, I will say, though, at one point in time, one of the vampires was audibly wheezing. So I don't know if that was a, a purposeful choice. So perhaps the heart stops, the breathing stops, and then when they rise, they start to breathe again. Because we did hear him wheezing, but that just might be the actor wheezing and they never... They never expected someone like me to come and break it down. <laughs> How do they die? So Charlie is stabbed through the chest after he's turned and still kicking and doing fine. Um, a stake, it is explained later on, will weaken the vampire but will not kill it. We know that Arbitok is beheaded and comes right back. We know that the sunlight doesn't work. So the way that all three vampires in this film are bested is by getting them underground and piling rocks on top of them. So they're not even dead. They're just trapped. It's kind of a bummer for the vampires. Are they good or are they bad? I mean, obviously the vampires are the bad guys in this story. Yeah, I know how you guys feel about them. Um, I'm just reporting it. I'm also a vampire fan, but in this particular movie, the vampires are the bad guys. Um, it's not like they're wrestling with their own morality. They're not going to fall in love and change their ways. They are purely bloodlust and destruction. That is it. Tropes I love or tropes I hate. Tropes I love. I love when real legends are used to create something creative and artistic. In this case, Arbatok is a real Irish legend that somebody took and ran with it. So I really do enjoy that. I also love the trope where a bunch of people are like making fun of the local legend and making fun of all the tourists who come to check it out. And then meanwhile, they all get eaten by the legend that they've, they're mocking. Love that one. Tropes I hate. So you guys know, I like my vampires to be night only and have two fangs. We've talked about this. If you write something vampire, you are allowed to write whatever you want to. That is the beautiful thing about vampires. You can make them glitter in the sunlight. You can make them monsters. You can make them whatever you want. And you are allowed to do that. I am just saying that I like a classic vampire and I don't like when they can be in the sunlight. And I don't like when they don't just have two retractable things. All right. I told you this was going to be a quick one. And we'll talk about it a little bit towards the end. But this is this one's going to be a quick one. So this will be good to like just jump on the treadmill and listen to or, you know, quick run around. All right. Ratings. How scary or evil are the vampires of the boys of county hell these vampires are very similar to the ones that we saw in 30 days of night they're feral they're full of bloodlust they don't really speak 
their pure instinct. Um, we only see that Arbitok isn't bound by the sun. I don't know if the lesser ones are, or if it's just a master thing. What I do know is Arbitok is, doesn't even need to bite into you. He can, he can pull all of the blood out of your body from, from a distance. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad for humans, I mean. He survives decapitation. That being said, he is bested at the end, but he's still alive and there's still a chance he can come back. He's just under a pile of rocks. So, I mean, he could come back. That being said, 9.5 out of 10 stakes to the heart for Arbitok for scariness and evil. Whew, that's one of the highest ones I've ever given. That's up there. That's up there with 30 days a night. Like, I would not want to come across this vampire. Nay, nay. How scary, or uh, how scary? I did it. It's a mistake that I'm not going to edit out. How sexy or alluring are the vampires of the boys of County Hell? So we know this, right? There's a correlation that happens here. High scare score, low sexiness score. And that does ring true in this one. Um, I'm hesitant to even give Arbitok the one honorary vamp point because these vampires are so unsexy. But I, I have to stick to my own rules, right? So Arbitok gets his one honorary point for being the undead. That's it. That's it. And I didn't even want to give that one. So one out of 10 onks for sexiness and allure. All right. I feel good with those ratings. I feel good with, sometimes I give scores and I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm on the fence. I don't feel, I feel pretty good about these scores. My thoughts. I only have one piece of negative feedback for this. And so that is, it's more just a warning for you guys, because I do think you should watch it. I do think if you really love vampire movies, and this is one you could even watch with somebody who doesn't like vampires, but loves a good movie because the vampires are such a small part of it. Um, my one piece of feedback that you need to prepare yourself for is there are some scenes that are shot so dark that it's really hard to see what's going on. And especially the stuff with Arbitok towards the end, I wanted to see what was happening, but it was so dark, I was really struggling and I had all the lights off and I still was really struggling to see what was happening. That's my only feedback. I thought the music was fabulous. It really adds to the music. The acting was phenomenal. It was so much fun. It was such a good ride. Um, it reminds me a lot of Shaun of the Dead. So if you loved Shaun of the Dead, it's like that, but it's Irish and it's vampires instead of zombies. I really, really enjoyed this. I thought it was so much fun. I thought the cast was just wonderful. I absolutely loved that they took a real legend and kind of put a twist on it. And they threw a little bit of Dracula in there, but it was more like for funsies. Um, it wasn't like the same rehashing of the same stuff over and over again. I thought it was creative. I thought it was fun. So if you like that kind of vibe, I especially love an Irish accent. I do have to admit I had to turn on subtitles because a few minutes into it, I was like, what are they saying? So I did have to turn on subtitles, but I love a good Irish accent. And um, so I really, really enjoyed this film. 
highly recommend. It will go on my list of films that I recommend to people who say, tell me about something different that you think I wouldn't know about that's a really good movie. The Boys from County Hill. I think it's going to go in my rotation, everybody. All right, so that wraps up this week. Like I said, this is a quick one. You might like that or you might not like that. Let me know if um, this is a good, what is it, about 20 minutes? Let me know if this is a good time for you. Let me know if you jumped on the treadmill and got a little cardio in because of the timing. You're welcome. All right, guys, I hope you're enjoying these longer nights. I hope that you're having a lovely November. I hope that you are you have plans for Thanksgiving with your family. And uh, I will be back next week talking about, this is another one that I did not know about that was recommended to me. Um, this is Justin Long. I heart Justin Long, so I was very excited when someone told me that he was just in a vampire movie. And it is called House of Darkness. It is available on Amazon. I think that's, that's where I watched it, Amazon. Go check that out. Join me back here next week for, yeah, House of Darkness. And that will be the end of November. Can you believe it? Meanwhile, go get yourself some vampire tea and get ready for, um, you know, heated blanket and hot tea season. I will meet you back here next week. In the meantime, I wish you wicked hugs and bloody kisses. Good evening.